why is it important to preserve the unity of command in a command structure? And why is it important to assemble a skilled team that shares your goals and values in order to enact your leadership goals? And why is it important that information must come from many sources in the chain of command? Hello, and welcome back to Stoic Spirituality, a podcast where I look through, dissect, analyze, and think about various concepts from books or quotes that I've read over time. My name is Juggan, and I'm a student of the human experience trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world. And so, the current topic of this podcast episode is back to strategy number five, the command and control strategy from the 32 Strategies of War. So I had the honor of being able to attend um, Robert Greene and Ryan Holiday's Conversations in Philosophy in Los Angeles earlier this week, and I was incredibly, like, blessed with their presence and the ability to take a picture with them after. And it just goes to show when you meet people that are your heroes or people that really mean a lot to you, they do have the ability to impress you. The The cliche goes, never meet your heroes. But in this case, my experience with Robert Greene and Ryan Holiday was far better than that cliche. And so Robert Greene, as you all know, has written a lot about the 40 Laws of Power, 33 Strategies of War, Mastery, and other books dedicated to more social intelligence-based concepts and theories. And so I'm going to go into strategy number five, the keys to warfare, the, the necessary points to know in order to ensure a sense of command and control as a leader in our organization. So the first key to warfare is do whatever you can to preserve the unity of command. So in previous episodes, we talked about how you have to instill people under you that have very similar ideologies, very similar values, and are almost identical to your thought process. You don't have to do any of the string pulling, but someone in your steed does it for you. And so, when you're maintaining this unity of command, you must keep the strings in your hands so that in the end you are the puppet master controlling everything. And you have to make changes to assuage the insecure political ones. Because in every organization you go to, there will be one or two people that are intended to break up any organization or intended to sow some dissent or make some issues arise over time. And so you need to find the way to not only maintain your chain of command, but find those people that will cause problems for you over time and either get rid of them, provide insights or provide any sort of bait to them for them to understand and to kind of like get their overall insecurities and politicalness satisfied or simply accept the danger and move on the third option of which is the least strategical and so the other issue you should always remember and have in mind is the importance of groupthink or group polarization Groupthink refers to whenever you make a decision as a group, the opinions and everything tend to be more extreme. And group polarization refers to a more extreme form of groupthink, where the actions you take as a result of said thoughts are far more extreme than they would have been if you were thinking by yourself or rationally. Because the power of a group is that multiple voices mesh together and make an initiative happen that is far more polarizing and intense than it would have been if you were only in control. And so this kind of leads to the second point, which is about assembling a skilled team. 
So in order to ensure that your overall chain of command is accurate, you have to find people that match your ideals, match your values, and match your way of thinking, your methods of analysis. Because if you have people that are simply yes-men or simply people that are going to be full of ego and unwilling to understand your point of view or see your purpose, they will cause more harm than good. And one thing I realized even in my time working is that no matter how smart you are or no matter how intelligent you may be in terms of your skill set, if you don't have people skills or social skills, no one is going to want to work with you, regardless of how smart or savvy you may be. Obviously, there are exceptions where you get to such a high position of power where your method of speaking doesn't matter. But for the most part, people will start to distrust you, will not be able to be comfortable speaking their mind around you, and will always have a filter whenever you, whenever they speak to you. And so, you must find the people that are most motivated by themselves, but also have similar values to you. So you end up finding someone that advances your goals and vision understands what you want to do in the long run. The third point is that information, as you know, is diluted as it passes up the chain. So say, for instance, you are a worker in an organization, in a department of a massive organization. So say you notice a problem or a mistake or something you can fix. You're going to tell your supervisor. Your supervisor is going to tell the administrator or the manager. The manager is going to tell her boss. And by the time it gets to that point, not only has a lot of time passed, but the information or the importance of said mistake or said problem you noticed has been diffused or diluted. And so as a leader, from seeing the other perspective, one thing you must do is have information from multiple sources. Have a few people on the lowest chain that you talk to relatively regularly. Talk to your direct reports as well very often. But it's important to get information from multiple sources on this chain of command to ensure that information flows steadily from every source and you're able to address problems before they sprout into something more dangerous or more powerful or more impactful in the long run. And by having these variety of sources, you not only keep yourself at this very well-informed chain of command, but you also ensure that problems can be fixed, like I said, as quickly as possible. So overall, maintain unity of command, assemble a skilled team, watch out for the political ones, understand that your skills as a people person are far greater than that of intelligence. Understand that information must be accessed from a variety of sources due to the dilution as it happens as it goes up the chain, and get rid of those insecure political people or find a way to take care of them in your own right so they do not cause any problems or damage to you in the long run. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the chain of command structure in the chain of command strategy and what is important to understand and know for as keys to warfare as a major strategy. If you'd like to hear more content, please feel to drop me a follow at Stoic Spirituality on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. If you'd like to hear more content, feel free to drop me a follow on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Thank you so much for listening and see you guys next time.